know how it is. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the 503 for the Fans podcast. This is Noah, and you guys are listening to episode 6, where I'll be going into new trade ideas for the Blazers, maybe blowing up the team, lots of lots of stuff on this episode. And before we dive into this, make sure to follow the podcast network I'm a, par- a part of at their Twitter, at Pod Network, and follow their website at PulsePodcastNetwork.com, where you guys can find my podcast on there, and many other great ones as well. And don't forget, we are currently ch- uh, partnering with Jersey Express, as you guys can find high-quality NBA NBA and college jerseys for the best prices around. You guys can get 10% off any purchase or any order if you guys use our code PULSE. And you guys can find them on their Twitter at the Jersey. Actually, no. This is their Twitter is Jersey Express. And you guys can find their website at thejerseyexpress.com. Let's dive right into this episode. I would say I'm very frustrated with my Blazers. And I would say all of Rip City is, as you can, as you can agree. It's been a, a very frustrating time because this team... It's full of potential. They have they have players. They have good players. I mean, the wing spot is very low right now. Mo Harkless is not giving us what it, we need at that starting position. We'll go into that later. There, there's a lot to say about this team right now, and it's it starts with the the bench play. The bench play has been horrific the, the, this past week, and I haven't been podcasting for for the past week because I've been very frustrated. I've been very busy with some stuff, and it's been a good break, but. I'm bringing something special tonight. Two episodes will be airing tonight. One before tonight's game and one recapping tonight's game against Toronto. So I would say this team, the bench is just horrible right now. They they got outscored 37-8 to eight against Houston a couple nights ago. And that was the main story. We lost by six or so and we had a 15-point lead against them. And it, it, this is what happens. The past two games, the Blazers have, have had... Double-digit leads in the first quarter, and as soon as the bench comes in, it just goes away. And then the other team just builds a 15-point lead or something, and the starters keep on trying to chip and chip and chip at it. And at at the end of the day, it just turns out to be too late. So it, it's just things like that. I mean, the bench was rocking for the first 10 games. I was even saying like I've been so surprised as a Blazer fan. So nice to see this. It's this is making me th- feel like we're contenders. And all of a sudden, our bench just boom, just <laughs> it's gone. It's literally gone. I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, this Nick Stauskas hasn't been hitting his shots. Seth Curry's been in and out of the rotation. He hasn't been hitting his shots either. Jake Lehman's been coming in and out of the starting lineup. Mo Harkless has been doing, hasn't been doing anything. I mean, the only players that are really doing anything right now are Nurk, Aminu, Dame, and CJ. And that's not going to cut it in this league, especially with how this league is right now. This league is so deep in every other position. You you can't you can't have a three guard Mo Harkless. Only, he's only put in the last ten games. He's only put up the most shots he's put up in one game is four. You need way more production out of that. Uh, you could look. I guarantee you could look down down the Western Conference uh, standings, and you could look at each team. You could say you could say, okay, yeah, their three guards doing something. Let's look at this. Let's look. Let's look. Okay, Golden State, obviously Kevin Durant. Let's look at uh, Lakers, obviously <laughs> LeBron James. Let's look at. Hmm. I'm just look. I'm just looking down the line here. This is it's it's a frustrating time. Uh, gosh. Let's look. Oklahoma City Thunder. Paul George. Let's look at Denver Nuggets. They have. They don't have a solid three guard, but they could. I mean, they have Gary Harris, Will Barton. I mean, they they've been hurt lately. They have a solid three guard. The Clippers even have one. T- Harris. I mean, <laughs> Tobias Harris. It's just things like that. I mean, other teams have better three wings than us and we probably have the worst wings in the western conference for a playoff contender team 
And this team needs some trades. So I, this is what this episode is going to be partly about. And let's talk about some trades. There's been some recent news lately that Jabari Parker and the Bulls have been separating ways. I've got some comments on my Twitter. I've got some people asking me if what what do I think about Jabari Parker? What I think about Jabari Parker is he's the type of, he's the type of player that has he, he has all the potential in the world. He could ball out. He could be a superstar in this league, but he has yet to be in the right situation. He went to the Bulls. Their front their front court is very loaded. He is a three four guard. He he has potential. He was he balled out at Duke. I mean he balled out at Duke. I mean he got he's had some injuries in the NBA and he's had some tough times and went to the Bulls. Not a smart decision. I mean his hometown, but they're in a rebuilding team. He's not gonna he's not gonna he's not the type of player to carry team. I as you could say, I, I would not be mad about getting Jabari Parker, but it, it depends on the price because if the Bulls are asking for too much, no, I, I wouldn't want him. He's not worth that. If if they're asking for ridiculous people like Zach Collins or something, like, no, like that's not a trade you need to make. But another guy I could see them going after is a guy that's also on the Bulls, and I would also is an underrated. I would say an underrated trade. Justin Holiday. He is 6'7". He's 30 years old. He knows how to play in this league. He has a jump shot. He plays defense. He's long. He's lanky. And I feel like we could get him at, get him at a good price. I mean, the Bulls... I think I don't think they're that high on him. I think they have confidence in him, but I think they would trade him away for the right thing. And if we could give him Mo Harkless and someone else, I w- I would be happy with that. I would take J- Justin Holiday any day because he's a he's a good player. I mean, he hasn't been on a contender team. He has he was I don't know what he was on before the Bulls, but he was on 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 the contending team, and I think he would do good for us. I mean, he would slide in at the three spot. And he'd do well. He's a long, lakey player that can play defense. So that's another guy I've been thinking about. Let's also think about, hmm, let's, let's think of here. Hmm. Like KCP. I mean, he plays on Lakers, so he's been playing really well for them lately, but they've been trying. I mean, I could th- see Trevor Reza for us, but it seems like the Lakers are really going all in for him. Might even give up a first round pick for him. I, I don't know what they're going to do. And honestly, I wouldn't be mad if the Blazers were the third team in that trade and they took KCP off their hands because he would do good for us. I mean, he if even if he came off the bench, he, he would still score the ball. He would still do all the things we need him. I mean, he's not that bad. I mean, he, he's had a good month for the Lakers. He's been scoring the ball for them, shooting well, way better playing some defense i mean he played really really well defense when he was on detroit i mean he played he locked up dame a couple times when we played them so it he's a good player i wouldn't be mad if the blazers went after him it's just players like that three and d players that know how to play some defense can hit shots and can score more than mo harkless we can't have a our, our three our wing position only shoot four shots and there's other games where he shot two shots three shots it's just you you can't have that much of production i mean obviously mo is probably still hurt and obviously he is struggling to find his stride i mean he's been playing well better of late but he's not aggressive he hasn't been shooting he hasn't been shooting as much i mean he his shots in the past couple of games they look they've looked nice each shot has looked like it was going to go in so i wouldn't doubt i wouldn't doubt if he catches his stride but right now we need his stride because this team is struggling 15 and 13 sitting ninth in the conference i mean it's not the end of the world if they went on a streak they're only two games out of the four spot so it's just like the lakers are in the fifth spot and they're 17 11 so we're, we're 15 and 13 so it's just two games apart i mean it's not the end of the world this this team's gonna find their stride it's just 
you don't know when it's going to happen because this month of December is, is scary. It, it is scary. We we play a ridiculous amount of good teams, all playoff contenders, and this team has to figure it out. And it, it's, it sucks to figure out this month, but somehow it's going to happen. Let's talk about something else, though. What, what's happened to the bench? Zach Collins has, I feel, regressed a lot in this past 10 games, I would say, because... He has not been, he's been committing dumb fouls. That's been his kind of story the whole season. And I've said that in past pods. But right now, his, he's had some good moves on the offensive end. He's just not, I feel like he's not having the same impact as he was the same, the first 10 games. And that could happen. And I feel like he will gain his stride again. But we need Zach Collins to step up. We need Seth Curry to make some shots. He hit two threes in the last game against Fish. So that's a bright side. And, we just need more production from him. I mean, last year, Shabazz Napier was averaging nine points, and this year, Seth Curry is averaging six points, and he's not even in, and out, he's not even in the rotation fully. I mean, last game, he played an obscene amount of minutes for just having the game before that, not even coming off the bench one time. So, Terry Stotts is clearly caught in the middle of where to, what's the right fit, who do I want to put here, who do I want to put there. He's really struggling to find just the right group. I mean, last year, the, their offense struggled so much because he was trying to find the right group, and then he finally just put together a rotation, and then the Blazers went on that 13-game winning streak. So it, he, I feel like he just needs to settle the group. He needs to put a rotation. He needs to, he needs the players to have confidence and say, all right, if I have a bad night, I know I'm going to play the next night. I, I, I have to have a better night. But I feel like some players are thinking that are coming off the bench, if I have a bad night, I, I might not play the next night. And in, it happens. I mean, this league, you're going to have a bad night. You're not going to have a good night every single night. Unless you're some superstar like LeBron James, Damian Lillard. You know, people like that. Damian Lillard, his bad nights are 20 points with six turnovers or something. Something crazy like that. But it's just an example. Bench players are going to have bad nights. There's going to be some times where they don't show up. They don't give us 20 points like Nick Stouts just did against the Lakers. Like That's going to happen once in a while. But we need more consistency from them. Nick Stauskas has to be there. He has to hit more shots. And wait, Myers has to be more aggressive. Myers has to hit some more shots. I mean, he's one of the best three-point shooting big men in the league. I mean, percentage-wise, I, I wouldn't say if he hucks it up all the time, but percentage-wise, he's easily one top five, top ten in the league at big man shooters. So the bench has to show up more if, the team's, if this team's going to be better. And they played Toronto tonight. It's going to be a hell of a game. They... Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry were both listed questionable. That doesn't even mean anything because the Toronto's bench is like one of the best benches in the league and they could easily come in Portland and win a game, especially with how we've been playing. So you never know. Toronto's bench is going to probably outplay ours tonight. You don't know. I mean, our bench might show up and we might blow Toronto out the water. That's typical Blazers fashion. I mean, lose to a bunch of scrub teams and some high team like Toronto comes in and we smack them and we show – I mean randomly gain some confidence and win a bunch of stretch of games so i feel like that could happen tonight i feel like if they won a game against toronto like tonight they could reel off a bunch of games after this and if they do i, I would be ecstatic and if they do win tonight i would low-key be mad because i'm like why can't you do this against other teams why couldn't you do this against memphis why couldn't you do this against houston i mean houston we had a 15 point lead and we just just let them have the game. I, they, we, Chris Paul wasn't doing anything. He had 11 points. I mean, he had a triple-double, but it was the weakest triple-double I've ever seen in my life. And he he wasn't doing anything. James Harden, I mean, he had a couple shots, but he only had 28. And, I mean, 
to his standards, that's not that's not good. I mean, he dropped fifty on the Lakers the next game, so it, it it's just confusing to me. This episode's just mainly just talking about my frustrations. It's, it was it's been a hard time for Blazer fans, and there's another question that people have been asking me: Should Layman start? Yes, I do think Layman should start right now. I don't think Mo Harkless is a hundred percent, and I don't think he's giving us what we need right now. Jake Lehman, if you see, if you watch games, if you watch Blazer games, you can see him kind of have like a Kyle Corver kind of mentality where he's running around screens, he's being active. I mean, he's not the shooter Kyle Corver is, but obviously, but still, I mean, he's running around screens, he's being active. You don't really see Mo doing that. Mo's not as agile as Jake is. Jake's a lot more. I wouldn't say athletic because he I, actually I would give him more athletic because he he's just more athletic. I, I'll put it there <laughs> if you guys could get what that means. Mo Harkless is he's more lanky and he he has athleticism to him, but he just hasn't been showing it this year so far, and that's due to his knee. And you can't bug him for that. It's just Jake Lemons looked better, looked like the better player this year, and Jake Lemons scored in double digits, I think, two or three times this season, and Mo Harkless has failed to do that so far. So that just speaks to it. Mo Harkless needs to find his groove. He probably will, but if he he might not even find his groove until he gets traded off this team, because. You can tell Stotts is a little frustrated with him. He put in Lehman last game. He gave him. I mean, Lehman. I mean, Moharkless didn't play last game due to rest. But the game before that, Lehman came in. He did well, and Moharkless kind of struggled. So it's it's an ongoing thing with Moharkless. It's it's tough to point out. Yes, Lehman should start, but yes, the Blazers need to find a three, a better three guard, because they need. I would honestly, I would go all in for Justin Holiday. I, I've just been thinking about this even during this pod. He yeah, that that's a player we probably need. He's a low kind of guy. They're not gonna ask a lot for him. He's not some all-star, but he's a glue guy, plays some defense. And if he came to a team that had some that has contention, that could probably be a contender if they have the right guys. If he comes to a team like that, he'll probably gain a lot more confidence and play like a a contender guy, you know, play like a playoff guy, play that plays like someone who wants to win a championship. I feel like he could probably get that mentality because he's been on some losing teams. So, well, let's just let's look into something else. Bad quarters. That's just what sums that bad quarter sums it up again. And the Blazers have been just struggling mightily with their quarters. They it's been the third quarter, honestly, every game. I feel like the third quarter just has been killing them. They've came out slow and they just give out leads. And then the fourth quarter, they just act like a new team. They act like okay, we want this game, but it's just way too. It's just way too late in the end, and they just give it up because they're too tired. And you just can't have you can't have that happen in the NBA. And it, I'm just too frustrated with this team. <laughs> it's, it's been a frustrating time for us. Uh, I'm going to end this episode short because this ep- I will be posting another episode later tonight recapping the game against Toronto. Make sure to tune into that and make sure to follow my Twitter at 503 Blazer Fans and make sure to tune into the podcast network I'm a part of at their Twitter at Pulse Pod Network. Thank you guys.